Welcome to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs from Steadfast Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we show high-level executives and business owners why comprehensive financial planning and executive bonus structures don't have to be too good to be true. Keith draws on his experience in realistic financial planning, and expert guests share his two cents about academically-based financial planning that you have to hear to believe. Now, on to the show. Life can get busy, no argument there. Between our professional and personal lives, there is not a lot of time left over to tackle big picture goals, some of which may be important, but they end up being neglected. There is a word for this, procrastination. Now we all do it. I'm Patrice Sikora and your podcast host, Keith Beggs is here, not to shame you, but to gently encourage you to deal with one chore that once you take care of it can actually bring you peace of mind. Now, Keith, why do people procrastinate when it comes to finances? Hey, Patrice, thanks for that introduction. So before we kind of talk about why people procrastinate when it comes to or when it comes to financial planning, let's kind of just talk about the definition of procrastination real quick. So if, if you look up at procrastinate in Webster's Dictionary, it says to put off intentionally and habitually. Um, and then it says to put off intentionally the doing of something that we know should be done. Ah, yes. <laughs> right. And one of those aspects was recording this podcast. We were supposed <laughs> to get it done yesterday. So we, are, I am not immune and I do not pretend to be immune to procrastination. And it creeps up in a, in, in a lot of aspects of our life. It could be laundry. It could be dishes. It could be mowing the lawn, packing for vacation. I think Christmas shopping is one oh, um, that, we, that we all know about. Right. We, you hit we, that we, one. Yeah. But I think it will have a much greater impact. Unfortunately, it's a negative impact if we allow procrastination to keep into our finan- uh, creep into our financial life or to our financial planning. We know time is our greatest asset in planning. And it is our biggest adversary if we put it off or if we procrastinate said planning. I'm going to give you an example. My mom starts Christmas shopping in July and August for the grandkids. And she does that because that gives her the largest chance of success of accomplishing what she wants to accomplish with the least amount of stress. More now, power to her. <laughs> right. Now, now I am a father of two and a married man. I start Christmas shopping on the 23rd or the 24th. And, of and December. Of <laughs> December, right? And so that gives me a very low success rate and a very high amount of stress. And I know this every year, but I still tend to do it habitually, right? Just like the definition says. And the Christmas Eve exaggeration or or, or example might be extreme, but people really do take this approach with their financial planning. We sit with a lot of parents who start planning for their kids' college when they're juniors or seniors. Uh, We talk to a a lot of parents or uh, families who want to start doing their retirement planning when they're a year out from retirement. So if your goal is to have a million dollars to retire with, do you have a larger success rate if you start that when you're 35 or when you're 55 or 60? It's it's clearly the earlier we start, the better. If you're trying to plan for your college, uh, your kid's college education, and you don't want to have a a massive amount of student loan debt for them or for you, right? If you co-sign, is it better to start when they're in first grade or when they're in a junior Mm -hmm. in high school, Mm -hmm. right? We all know time is our, our greatest um, friend, when it comes to planning, there's a great Chinese proverb. I believe it's Chinese proverb that says, when is the best time to plant a tree 30 years ago? When is the next best time today? 
Right. So now we all know we should have started this planning and we should have started this saving 15, 20, 30 years ago. But that doesn't mean we should continue to put it off, right? The second best time is today. And you'll never have a, a sooner time to start than today. So I think we definitely need to do that. Most of the people that come into our office agree that markets work in the long term. But we also know markets can be extremely unpredictable in the short term. And the longer we have for our plan to play out, the more predictability, the more reliability we will be able to have in that plan. You know, if you don't start planning, we're getting your, your asset allocations or your risk management correct until the very end. And you have an 08 situation or you have a 2000, 2001 or 2002 situation, it's going to be too late to get the planning done. You're going to have fallen too far down and you're going to have to make drastic changes when really, if we would have just started planning earlier, we could have taken um, advantage of those things. So let's talk about why people procrastinate when it comes to finances. And there's three main reasons. Uh, the first one is it's uncomfortable to talk about, or it's an unpleasant experience. Americans, especially across the globe, many other countries, many other nationalities, whatever you want to call it, talk about their finances. We're talking about money at a lot higher clip and a lot more openly than we do in America. We are very guarded and sheltered with our financial information. And I think it's uncomfortable, one, to share that information with someone, even if it's a licensed professional like a fiduciary, which we are. Most people want to keep that information guarded and, and concealed. And, and I think a lot of times we're scared to look at it. Right? I think Have that's you? probably key. Yeah, people are scared because they don't follow it. And suddenly they look at it and, oh, what do I have here? I don't understand it. Correct. You know, it's, it's the ostrich approach. If, if my head's in the sand and I don't ever look at it, I don't feel like I'm accountable towards it. Right. And if I look at it and I don't make changes, well, then I'm accountable for that. And so it's easier just not to look at. And I'll, I'll tell you, the majority of people, when they look at it, the situation's a lot better than they think. And with a few changes, they can accomplish everything they want. And once you know what you're going to get at the end, right? What's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, mm -hmm. those changes are a lot easier to make. Saving 500 bucks a month without any plan for what that's going to get you is extremely hard to do, right? It's, there's no plan. There's no goal. There's no outcome or, or payoff at the end. So that's why it's important to look at these things. And something else I'll, I'll tell you is I don't like to know how I spend my money. It's uncomfortable to have that conversation with myself. Have you ever, every credit card, every debit card, every bank account, you can go on and you can click a button and it'll show you exactly where your money's going. Is it going yeah. to entertainment? Is it going to restaurants? Is it going to alcohol? Is it going to pets, sports? Pets, is it going to the pets? Pets, whatever it is, food, grocery store, whatever it is. And when you click that button and you get a bam snapshot of where your money is right in front of you, it's uncomfortable, right? We tend to... America is an overindulgence country, and there's nothing wrong with that in a lot of senses, right? We're blessed to be able to have a lot of the things that we have and a lot of the things at our fingertips. And I'm not saying that, that we're better than that, we're, that we shouldn't be doing those things. But I think that's a great, that's a reason a lot of people don't want to do this. They don't really want to be accountable for some of their financial decisions that maybe are going to keep them from getting their goal, or they don't want to make those changes. But again, I said it just a second ago, I'll say it again, for the majority of people out there, we just got to make some minor tweaks to get to where they want to go. And it might just be using different financial vehicles. It might not even be saving any more money. It might just be how we're saving it 
and what financial vehicles were, how it's being allocated, that could be that change. So it is uncomfortable to talk about. It's uncomfortable to share. And that could be between uh, an advisor like myself and, and the client, or that might be interspousal, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. I know a lot of families, financial information with America, but they don't share that much back and forth. And so to come in and do a planning might be uncomfortable in that regard. So we've really got to change that. The, the quicker and the easier it is to talk about these things, and to discuss what we're trying to accomplish, again, the higher likelihood of success and then the less stress that's going to be involved with that. So that kind of leads us into the second point that I want to discuss. Money stresses us out. (laughs) Yes, it does. Money stresses us out. We're all trying to keep up with the Joneses. Turn on the news, turn on, you know, watch any show, right? They're trying to get you to buy a new car, right? They want you to go to this new restaurant, you need these clothes. You need these golf clubs. Your kids need to have these toys, right? It's always, we're an excess nation and it's everywhere around you. You cannot get away from it. And we're stressed out about money. Credit card debt in this country is, is extremely high. And we put a lot of stress on ourselves about money. A lot of times because we don't have a plan. Right. If right. we had a plan, it's easier to say no to certain things. But that's called a budget, Keith. Nobody wants a budget. No one wants budget. We all have one. It's how much money we make. Whether we want to realize it or not, we're all living on a budget. Uh, and if we're not, if we're exceeding that, then we're just digging ourselves a very deep hole that's going to cause us a lot of health problems, stress, and really going to just obliterate our financial future. Budgeting is something that a lot of us want to do, but money stresses us out. And, and typically it's because we don't have a plan. It's hard to say no if we don't have a plan. It's hard to take action if we don't have a plan. And so uh, I, 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 we say a lot of the same things on here because I think they're important. And repetition is a key way of getting things done. We're learning things. If you read something once, uh, your, your ability to retain that long-term is not very much. If you hear it three or four times, right, they say that those retentions greatly increase. But you need to have a written financial plan. Now, you don't need to carve it in a stone because it's got to be malleable, right, because life is unpredictable. But you need to have a financial plan. It will help guide your decisions. It will take a lot of stress off of your life because you'll be able to make those decisions based on a written financial plan that is in line with your financial goals to get you to where you want to go. And it's going to ease that stress and that guilt. Imagine the guilt that somebody feels when they say, well, I'll just ignore it now, but it's still in the mind. It's still in the mind. Right. And if you know what you're going to get by saying no today, if you know that means that you get to retire at 55 or you get to retire at 62 or you get to retire with X amount of dollars, whatever that is, where you get to get the extra, the beach house or the boat. I mean, whatever it is that your financial goal is, or your kids get to graduate college with no debt, right? There's a lot of things. But if you know, if I say no to this, I get that. It's a lot easier to say no. If I don't know what I get for saying no today, why not take the instant gratification? Right, right. right? I'm reading a book uh, by Jordan Peterson right now, and he talks about that. We are very into instant gratification. But typically, and, and most often, the most gratifying things are the things you have to wait for and work for. But we don't plan enough. We don't write things down. And so we just take the quick, the quick fixes or the instant gratification instead of having a plan and working towards something that's going to give us so much more gratification later on. And, and I think that's so true when it comes to finances. And one of the things that we do when we sit down with people is we talk about what is your purpose for money? What is it? Is it a better retirement? Is it college education? Is it to pass on to your heirs? Is it to donate to a charity? Is it to give away to a church? What is the purpose? We go today and we work. 
we, I mean, we go to work every day and our whole lives are driven around getting more money, accumulating more money. But what's the purpose for it? What are you trying to accomplish with it? And I think when you can set those things out and you can really lay out what you're trying to accomplish with your money, then the changes that need to be made to help you accomplish that are not hard to do because you're going to be able to accomplish exactly what it is that you want instead of just frivolously spending it on short-term gratification that's not going to provide any long-term value to you. And don't be afraid if those goals change over time too. Yeah, that's a great point. Your goals in your 20s are probably different than your goals in your 40s, right? But you need to always have goals and we need to always have a financial plan and we change financial plans, right? And unfortunately, death and health are part of financial planning. There is unpredictability in life. Life is unpredictable. And so your plan has to be malleable, but you need to always have a plan. We don't need to be just doing this day to day Mm -hmm. on what gives us the most gratification or what makes us feel good today. Let's really work um, on where we can go in the end. And that kind of leads me to the final point here is a lot of people don't know where to start. That's right. That's right. 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 I'd love to have a financial plan. I'd love to know what to do, but where do I begin? I think there's some very easy things you can do. We've mentioned it a couple of them here just in passing. One, go look at where your money's going. Find out how much money you're spending on a monthly basis and how much you're saving on a monthly basis. And where it's going in that monthly basis. Right. right. Where's your money going? Uh, Set a budget. Right. I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to be able to stick to it hundred percent, but set a budget, give yourself, you know, some short-term goals, see what you can accomplish. Um, if you've never had a study or a analysis on your investment accounts, get an analysis done on your investment accounts. <laughs> Do you know how much risk is in your portfolio? And when I say risk, if we had another 2008 or 2000 to 2002, how much money would you lose? Can you withstand that? Or is that too much volatility, right? Do you know, is all your money in the S&P 500? Is all your money in cash? Is all your money in the bank? Yes, that's it. Are you invested at all? Yeah. Where is your money? Is it working for you? Inflation is going through the roof right now. In April, it was over 4%. Lazy money will ruin your retirement dreams. Your money's got to be doing something for you, right? So, I mean, these are some things that are important. There's going to be another market crash. It could be in the next six months. It might be in the next six years. No one knows. And anyone that tells you they know, run, because we don't know, right? But markets go up and down. If they were guaranteed, then we wouldn't, <laughs> you don't get the returns that you get, right? You get less returns than guarantees. So there's unpredictability in markets. And that volatility can be harnessed for good if you have a plan. It only affects you negatively if you're not planning and you don't know what you're doing. So if you get a plan and you have a financial coach that can help you through those lulls or where the market drops, then there's a lot of opportunity in the volatility that you see. So if you don't know where to start, you can contact us. It might be a 15, 20-minute phone call. Let's just talk about your goals, right? They could be short-term goals, long-term goals. Let's just kind of see where you want to go. We can do that over the phone. You can come into our office. Very simple. Let's just get a conversation going, and let's start seeing what's out there for you and helping you get to where you want to go. And I'll tell you, It's going to help your financial life tremendously, but I mean, I couldn't list all the studies that have been done on the health aspects of poor financial Mm -hmm. planning Mm -hmm. um, and what stress does for you and what it does to your marriages and relationship with your kids, all of those type of things. Having a financial plan will reap rewards into other aspects of your life that you never thought about. And so let's get that process started. So Keith, how can people reach you? 
Yeah, so there's some easy ways to reach us. Um, you can email me directly. My email is Keith, and that's K-E-I-T-H at steadfastws.com. That stands for Steadfast Wealth Strategies. Uh, you can give us a call, 832-506-9034. Or you can go on our website. There's ways to contact us on the website, and that's steadfastws.com. And it's really kind of painless, isn't it? It is. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be us. Like we'd love to be your partner. We'd love to help you. But if it's not us, that's okay. Just get it started. Right. Just get the process started with somebody. All right. Keith Beggs of Steadfast Wealth Strategies and the host of this podcast, My Two Cents. Subscribe and you will be among the first to know when new episodes are ready for you. Share with friends and colleagues. Believe me, they'll appreciate that you're thinking of them. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All securities discussed are offered and provided through Steadfast Financial Planning, LLC. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and or qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This podcast is not intended to provide specific investment, financial planning, tax, or legal advice. It is intended for educational purposes only. Please consult your tax advisor, financial advisor, or legal professional for specific advice on your specific situation.